0: Can we just clap for the Lord this evening? That was so cute. But if we were sitting right at the throne of God, what would it sound like? I think we would be in competition with each other trying to praise him the loudest. So can we practice that real quick? Let's praise the Lord right now. Hallelujah. You know, I'm just so thankful to be here. And um, I just got to thank the Lord for just everything, just everything that he's allowed me to be a part of and do. And that song is so true. It's his breath in my lungs. So I give him praise. I give him everything. I give him adoration. Again, yes, I'm Nico Lowe and um, a friend of mine, Mandy. Do you guys know Mandy? Yes. Yes. Mandy, um, she invited me here a while ago, and I came and led worship a few times, and I had a good time. And in the middle of worship, sometimes I'd like break out and start talking about just the testimony over my life. And um, pastor heard me talking a little bit about it, and he asked her to ask me to share with you guys my testimony. And I was like, this was last week. I was like, yeah. You know, I I really do believe in divine appointments, and I do believe that God is stretching me. It's easy for me to get up and sing, and I love talking about Jesus. But standing in front of people talking about Jesus can be a little difficult, because um, there's a lot of pressure there of being perfect and um, that your life would look perfect. And I'm here to tell you, my life is not perfect. So you can just take a deep breath and let it all out because I'm just gonna talk about a few things that I've been through in my 35 years. And I just pray that tonight that the Lord will really, that he would speak. My life is not like the next person's. My life is not greater, neither is it less. But it's another testimony that you guys will hear And as I'm talking about my testimony, I just pray, and I've been praying, that the Lord would just um, speak to you. If you hear words in there that really speak to you, take advantage of those words and ask the Lord to just really allow you to ponder on that and really pray on that. Um, And I pray that if you are struggling or if you are dealing with anything tonight, I pray that in this time, as we sang in our worship time, that you would be ministered to and that you would allow God to speak profoundly to you and minister to you. There are many of us that are broken and are dealing with so many things in this time. And I'm just here to tell you that the Lord says I'm with you. He's with you. God says, I will never leave you. God says, I will never leave you. Even when you feel like you're left alone, he says, I will never, ever leave you. And when you fall, I won't leave you there. I'll be right there with you. I don't know who that was for, but I just know that's what the Lord was saying. But I'm going to talk about just a few little things. I have it written down because I don't want to go off track. Um, So please forgive me. I'm not a pastor or anything like that. Just bear with me. So immediately when Mandy asked me to speak on this, the first thing I thought was, gosh, I have so far to go. Like, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. I have a long life to live, you know, but the Lord was just, just reminding me that he's not finished with me. And I said that a few times that I came here, that he's not finished with any of us. No matter how young or old, God is not finished. So I just want to also remind you that he's not finished. So I'm going to talk about (laughs) the last four years of my life. And I'm going to take you back to when I was a child. And I'm going to bring you to speed. So within the last four years, I went through a very public divorce. And it left me questioning so many things. Number one, my identity. Number two, my call. So my identity, who am I? What am I called to do at this point? I experienced many feelings of rejection from my church. So-called friends left me alone and had me lost. And then, in the midst of that, losing my job at the church. It hurt. I was left with nothing. I mean, nothing. My identity was lost. I didn't remember or think like, man, the Lord called me. I was just a mess. So I had to start over, and starting over at 31 seemed impossible, but it was my only choice. Something in me has always been to continue to push no matter what challenges I face, but at you know, a lot of us have faced rejection, right? Right? I mean, we push through. And um, that's something most of us deal with. So I, I knew I could break through that. But the thought of starting all over, when I I had invested so much in growing as a woman of God, I felt like I lost. It takes a lot to get to a point of knowing your self-worth, especially as a woman. Can you women agree? So it brought me back to a place. To start all over, I had to humble myself. Of course, I prayed a lot, my family prayed with me, and a few of my friends who are involved in my church, they stayed with me through this process and they prayed with me, but I had to truly wrestle with God, amen? Sometimes I think um, that God intends for us to wrestle with him so he can get our attention. I don't know if that's what you think, but a lot of times he's, he's wrestling with us. He's taking us through some things because he wants us to talk to him. He doesn't want us to go seek all these people. He really wants us to get into that moment where we're like, I'm mad. I'm dealing with this. Why is this happening to me? Not questioning anyone else, but questioning him because that's when you admit in that time that he's God, that it's only him who knows what we're dealing with and what we're struggling with. So he brought me back, but he got me, he got my attention, and he took me back to where it all started for me. So at the age of two years old, there was a growth that was coming from my neck. And my parents, they are churchgoers, they are Believers, they're strong believers, and they sing, they're involved so much in the church. And um, the first thing they thought to do was to pray, so they prayed, and then they took me to the doctor to find out what was going on. So the doctor told them, and a lot of times we go to the doctor, and the doctor, a lot of doctors not all. They don't really have this strong faith. So they're thinking logically, and I'm thankful for the gifts that they have. They're thinking logically, what does it look like? What does it sound like? Whatever. And they told them that I had a cyst on my vocal cords. I'm two years old. So I have a cyst on my vocal cords, and they would have to perform surgery. But with this surgery, they would have to, I would never, ever be able to speak. So my parents were like, all right, so we're just gonna, we're gonna have to go through with this surgery. So the night before the surgery, my parents had a a rehearsal with their group and um, the first thing they wanted to do was pray. So they brought everybody together and we prayed and they laid hands on my neck and they were believing, they were praying in faith, asking the Lord to heal me completely. The next morning, I woke up, and they're preparing me for this surgery, and literally there was nothing there. And we, amen, hallelujah. We have to pause on that, yes. Hallelujah, God, thank you for your healing. But again, my parents did not want to lean on their own understanding, so they wanted to just make sure that, it was truly gone. So they did take me to the doctor, and the doctor was in shock. Like, where is it? Where, what happened to this? It's gone. It's completely gone, and God healed me. So my, my parents, they were just thankful for that. They were so happy, thank you, Lord, my child can talk and she can scream and do whatever. They weren't thinking about things that were gonna go happen in the future. They weren't thinking, oh, she's gonna be a singer. They weren't thinking any of those things. But God has a way of like, uh, planning our stories out in such a way where you're just blown away and it's only God who could do it, right? So at the age of eight, I sang my first solo. Now, I didn't want to sing, like seriously. I was in the room singing all these songs. I did want to sing, but not in front of people. So I was in the room singing all these songs, and then I would go to my parents' rehearsals, and they would sing, and I would just learn all these harmony parts. And my mom snook and told the children's choir director, like, she can sing, so you should have her sing. And she was like, well, let me pray about it. and. So she had me sing with someone else. You know, that's like your safe safe haven there where you're like, okay, let me <laughs> have her sing with somebody else to see if she could really sing and have that confidence. So they had us sing this little song and it's not a song where you could tell if a person can sing or not. It's really like a kid's song. So you're like, oh, that's cute. But something, I think what happened was she heard something like that was different from a from an eight year old. So she kind of pulled me to the side and she started teaching me another song. And she's like, I'm gonna have you sing a song by yourself. And I was like, I'm not gonna do that. But she said, you're gonna do it. And I said, okay. So we rehearsed for months and then finally it was time to learn or sing this song in front of everybody. And I was so scared. But you know that scary feeling where you're not scared to the point where you're going into hiding, but you're scared as you're walking up, but you're gonna do it because you know you should. That's the kind of feeling I had. I was like, okay, I guess I I have to do this. So I stood up there next to the piano, and in that time, our church was so small, everybody was sitting right there in your face. So I was just, okay. And I'm shaking, and I, start, I, I try to get it out, and literally I felt like tears welling up and all of a sudden some voice came out of me that I had never heard. And I was like, what is going I just sang through it. Like At first it was like my voice was shaking so bad. It was shaking so bad. But something came inside of me and just really just took over. And at eight years old, you don't really know what that is. It come to find out it was the Holy Spirit. It was a Holy Spirit moving inside of me, pushing me to sing, but then the anointing fell to keep me there. And I said, okay, Lord, okay. And afterwards, every time I would sing a song after that point, I would run to the back and I would cry. And my mom would sit there with me and she would hand me a peppermint and say, it's gonna be okay. And the kids, they would make fun of me. So they would say, she cries too much. So the rejection had started not just then, but it started at two years old when the enemy was trying to take my voice. He was trying to take whatever it was that he saw that may have happened in the future. So I was just, I, for me, I, I was like dealing with a rejection at such a young age, and I didn't even realize that. And when you have rejection, you make wrong decisions. You start looking for acceptance and um just wanting to be included in everything, whether you wanted to be in it or not. But you felt that, I felt that, and it was overwhelming at the age of eight. And I had to deal with racism, I've had to deal with, I I just had to deal with a lot at that time. But obviously, at this point in my life, I know it was God's anointing that was on me. Um, at the age of nine, it was literally a year later, God opened doors for me. I was able to be in in a Michael Jackson video. I thought I was something, but I was scared to tell people. I was like, I'm not going to tell people this kind of stuff. That's one thing about me. I just, I don't like to boast and stuff like that. But in two, I was scared. I was like, I hope he doesn't see me. You know, like you, you like celebrities, but then you're like, I don't want them to see me. I just want to, you know, see them in person. So I was, I was afraid of that kind of stuff. So At nine years old it just kept, it rolled on and then after that they had me recording in the studio and I'm like what am I doing, I'm nine years old so I'm recording and recording and recording and for years I was recording music in the studio. I didn't like record any albums or anything but it was just music, like they were preparing me for something, I don't know what. And at the age of 17 I finally was signed to a record label. And at the age of 17, I literally am at my last year of high school, and I'm still dealing with rejection. I'm still dealing with boys and wanting to be accepted by boys and wanting to be accepted by the in crowd and all those things, and I wasn't. So my safe haven for me was singing, was music. I was involved in church. I was singing in the choir. I was singing in everybody's choir. I was just involved in those things. But outside of church, I felt so rejected. I was like, people don't like me. I, I don't even know why I do this, why, why I'm here, you know, just doubting myself. So eventually I was able to break into some other things and do music professionally. But I'll tell you, for me... If I go into audition, just like I was like scary going into that first song, I wouldn't have strength when I would go into auditions. The reason why I feel is because I was giving glory to something else. I was putting attention on me and that would just really deplete me. But I realized that my self-worth was nothing. I had nothing in me. And I realized later on, as I learned about worship and all that, that I loved, I enjoyed, I thrived off of singing before the Lord. And it was amazing to me because I literally found that that attention was taken away from me, the person who sings, and given back to God. Yes, I struggled. Again, like I said, I am not perfect, but the Lord literally just did a work. He, he moved in my life when it came to worship and I just loved singing worship to me. If I wasn't singing lead, I was singing background and I was just worshiping him. I just loved it. But I struggled because I didn't know, like, am I supposed to sing professionally? Am I supposed to become this star? What am I supposed to do? Because it was put in my head at a young age. And I'm thinking, like, this is what I'm supposed to do. Everybody thinks I should be a professional singer and famous. But I did not feel that for myself. And I would sit in these meetings with record companies and hear the type of things they wanted me to do. And I was like, I had no say in anything. I don't want to sing that. I don't want to be that. I don't want to be somebody else. That makes me uncomfortable. I'm singing these songs I don't even agree with. I I just don't like that. And it wasn't that I didn't agree with it because I'm just so holy. It was like, I don't like that song. And that's not me. That's powerful. I didn't even realize that I didn't know what I was talking about then. I'm like, that's not me. And I'm like, I really don't know who I am but i knew that wasn't me i was like nah, i don't want to sing that we i would see drugs i would see i would see so much and i would fall into a lot of those things too but for some reason the lord he, he just he he pulled me out at the right time as i began to think through the start God reminded me he did the impossible in my life. No one could take credit for what God had done in the beginning. And it's all by God's grace that I worship him through my life and through my voice. And that was my starting point. If he healed me and took me through all that before he would do it again. From glory to glory, he healed me physically, but... At that point in my life, 17 years old, he needed to heal me in my mind and my spirit because I was all over the place. He brought me back to the scripture, Isaiah 49, where it says, Adonai called me from the womb. Before I was born, he had spoken my name. He said to me, you are my servant through whom I will show my glory. The Lord called me to serve and lead in local church. And I led for a long time just singing and I'm just like having fun and everything, but I didn't have an identity. I really didn't know exactly what I was doing, but he called me to do those things. And I was excited to do it in the local churches. I was traveling to all these different churches in the valley and bouncing here and bouncing there. And then finally the Lord broke open something amazing and I was able to transfer from my church that I grew up in to another church he called me there and it took me some time to go there I literally took four years before the Lord released me to go into another church because I had grown up in a certain way Baptist church and the Lord he just he had to just move me and I wouldn't have moved and it was a total opposite church of what I grew up in and I had to get used to that I was like the music's different everybody here is different Everybody looks different, white, black, Asian, everything. I was like, this is it. I love that. This is what heaven's going to look like. It was awesome being a part of that. And I was like, wow. I'm like, God has me in the right place. And through that, he opened the door for me to lead worship in this church. And I had a great time doing it. I have a great time leading worship there. But he was like, I'm not finished with you right here. I still have more to do. So he opened the door for me to spread the gospel, and I was able to travel to Israel and share the gospel, to Japan to share the gospel, to Holland to share the gospel, and to Poland. He said, it is not enough that you are merely my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and restore the offspring of Israel. I will also make you a light to the nations, so my salvation can spread to the ends of the earth. So the Lord, he took me out of my comfort zone and placed me in all these different places around the world, and, and I know it was him because I never dreamed of going outside of my own little bubble. I never dreamed of that, but when he did do it, I was like, wow, my mind is open, my heart is open, and I just wanna share his love with people and share his testimony of my life with others. Right now I'm in a season of realizing he will always restore and he will always heal. God healed me physically, amen, but there are a lot of things, especially when I was married, I I just did not understand. I was so broken, and I wasn't that young. I mean, I was old enough to know, but I was a mess. I was not confident in myself. I was thrown from here to there, thinking this way, and then thinking that way, I was just just a mess. I didn't know that God loved me, and I was singing worship songs. I'm just singing with all this praise on my heart, and the Lord is just just showing me, like, I can still use you, and you'll find it. You'll find yourself. I'm just giving you time, and that, I feel, is a word for someone that sometimes we may feel like we don't have it all together, And God is using us in a position in church or using us to share our testimony with people. And we're like, man, I'm just not, I don't even know why I'm doing this, I'm not good enough. But God is like, I am patient with you. You, I am not a human being, I'm God, I'm all knowing and I see your end, trust me. But at that time I was just, I, 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 I really did not know who I was. I learned a lot from being married, I learned a lot From being just in a situation where I had a great leader as a husband. Great leader. And I learned a lot. And I'm not going to lie. I learned a lot. But I was in a lot of pain for myself. Didn't know who I was. I was really broken. I had been in horrible relationships. People tore me up. People said the worst things to me. People didn't want to see me succeed. People wanted to take me down the rough road, take me into darkness with them. And I had eventually had to just really ask myself, am I happy? And I never really understood what happiness was. I guess what it really needed to be was joy. In spite of anything, I needed to have joy. As much as I was broken and I was rejected and had felt like my church had turned their backs on me, they really didn't. I turned my back on myself. And I didn't realize that. There was a love that was so profound and so beautiful that would change me and continue to clean me up and continue to wait on me and continue to make me new and restore me. And. I'm thankful for that. God is revealing his love to me in new ways. He's giving me perspective. He's telling me to pay attention. This story. It's not the best story. Yeah, I might not be talking to you, but God says pay attention. Because you never know who you might have to minister to. You never know whose heart is broken. You never know who's in pain. You never know who's suffering. But he says to pay attention. Every moment is important. Because what he'll do is highlight this moment and you might not think it's anything, and years down the road, he'll, remember, he'll remind you of this moment. You might be bored sitting in here, but he's like, you should have paid attention because I had a word for you. I had something in this moment for you. It could have been one little thing I said, and thank God it was something. But he is, he's good in that way where he's like, mm-hmm, I'm gonna remind them, they are gonna see, they gonna see. He's showing me how to talk to him more and to seek him more. And he's using me as a vessel to honor him through my life. Ultimately, the Lord healed me to show me it is not about me. It's about his glory. Although I went through one of the hardest seasons in my life, I can truly say he's not finished with me. I'll tell you, in the middle of that season that I went through, I was leading worship hardcore. I was leading and I was just given, 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 and I was not in the right place. I said, I don't feel right being a worship leader of a team, and I'm empty. I had to say that, and I was like, I need to tell my boss that I'm not in a good place. There are a lot of people who will lead messed up, and you are not doing any justice to anyone. You're actually needing healing in that time, in that season, but something drew me to say, I, I just need a, a sabbatical. I need a break because I'm giving all of myself, and I have nothing to give, and I think the Lord honored that. I really do. As much as I didn't want to do it, I was like, I have to. There's a mu- if This is a must because if I don't do this, I don't know what I'm going to do to myself or to others, And who I'm going to drag down the wrong road. And I don't want to be responsible for that. I need to be responsible and say I can't do this. And I had to. Hard decision, but the Lord honored it. He showed me a new me. He revived me. He restored me. And he still restored me day to day. And I want to go back to that part where I said he will never leave you. He will never forsake you. I'm going ask a question. Is there anyone in this room right now who's hurting? Are you hurting? Okay, well, let's close our eyes. Now, is there anyone in this room that is hurting somebody probably didn't even hear one word I said but this moment is so important God says I'm with you God says I will give you rest for your weary soul God says come to me Come to me. Come to me. I'll carry your heavy burden. Here's my yoke. It doesn't weigh anything. It's light. Come to me. He says, run to me. Run with everything that's within you. Is there anyone in this room that's lost? He said, I can guide you. Not can, I will. Is there anyone in this room right now that's feeling rejected? You know, God sees everything, you know. It's not about me. I'll close my eyes. I mean, he wants to see your hands. I don't need to. But is there anyone in this room that's feeling rejected? Because if you don't admit it now, it's going to take you longer to get your healing. The first step is just admitting what's wrong. Rejection is so real, it'll send you down the, the wrong way. It will. It'll cause you to make decisions that you never thought you would make. It will have you just lost and broken. It'll have you depending on others. It'll have you feeling shame for what you've done. And it'll have you turn your back on God. He's saying right now, I wanna heal you. I wanna make you new. God says his mercies are new every morning. He says, come. The spirit and the bride say, come. And he says, your story, your testimony is important. He says, what you're dealing with right now is, it's nothing. He says, I'm not finished with you. He said, this is just a moment in time that I am doing something fresh, something new in you. Yes, I see you're broken. Yes, I see you're hurting. Yes, I see it all. But I'm going to deliver you just like I delivered my son, Jesus. Jesus died. He was in so much pain. Why wouldn't he do the same for us? At the time when I choose, I will answer you. Right now, this is a moment of salvation. The Lord says, I will help you. He says, I have preserved you. I have appointed you. I will restore you, that's God. I will help you, I have preserved you, I have appointed you, and I will restore you. I will restore you, I will restore you. God, you're so good. God, we just love you. Will you take a deep breath in and breathe it out? I'm just the vessel. I'm not God. So please don't look at me. I'm nothing without God, nothing. But God wants us all to remember and to know that he loves us so much. He loves us so much, and if you leave out of this room and you still feel as though you're still struggling, it's okay, because God is still gonna be right there with you, and he's gonna say, come to me. Let me pray over us. Lord God, I'm nothing, and I know, God, that you know what a struggle it was to to share just a little bit of my life. I don't even know the whole because you're not finished. So how could I share everything? I don't know it all. But I do know, God, that I have to share something. I can't just keep it to myself. And I know you'll meet me here. But Father, I continue interceding for everyone in this room, even those who got it together. I pray for everybody in this room. I pray a spirit of peace. I pray a spirit of joy. I pray for those whose hearts may be hardened, who have gone through some real tough times, for those who have heartache and pain, for those who have lost loved ones, for those who are dealing with diseases, who are dealing with cancer, who are dealing with the enemy on their back. I pray God, And I'm saying this out loud because the enemy is clever and he has his way, but the Lord is more powerful. I'm saying my prayer out loud and I'm not afraid because the Lord is more powerful. He is more powerful than anything that we may be struggling with, any sickness, any hurt, any rejection, any shame. He's bigger than that. And he wants to call us out of that and help us to walk into the light. God, help us walk into the light. Father, we abide in you. Right now, we abide in you. Fill us up, God. Overflow in this place. Overflow in this place. Overflow in this place. Holy God, overflow in this place. It's such a heaviness in this room tonight. But God is greater. He wants to lift that burden. He wants to lift it off of our shoulders. The song says he loves us. And I wanna just say out loud too, that when we sing these songs, when we sing the words to these songs, we're not just singing them, God hears us singing these songs. And he's going to test us in those areas. When we talk about spirit, lead me where my trust is without borders. And then we wonder why when we're in a situation, why we're struggling. Because you said, Lord, spirit, lead me where my trust is without borders. Right then and there, he is trying to grow your trust and your faith. So right now, I don't want you to sing this song if you really don't believe that he loves you. But if you really believe that he loves you, I want you to stand on your feet. If you have to get on your knees and worship, I would love for you to do that. because I love getting on my knees and worship. But he wants you to sing it with a, a pure heart. With your brokenness. From a truthful place. And believing in faith that he loves you.
1: He loves us He loves us He loves us This Sing that He loves us He loves of his wind and mercy when all of a sudden I am unaware of these afflictions eclipse my glory I realize just how beautiful you are and how great your affections are for me voice again. Please say the weight of his wind and mercy when all of a sudden when all of a sudden i am unaware of these afflictions eclipsed by glory and i realize just how beautiful you are and how great your affections are for me oh he loves us Oh how he loves us how in his eyes, if his grace is in ocean, we're all sinking. And so heaven meets earth like an unforeseen kiss, and my heart turns violently inside of my chest. I don't have time to maintain these regrets when I think about we are his portion. Finished, he's not finished. He has so much more for you.
0: God, we just thank you for this time. We thank you, Lord, that it is you have made us and not we ourselves God we thank you that we are your sheep and though we may stray off God you look for us you never let us go off on our own you bring us back into the fold and you never ever forsake us Lord we ask that you would forgive us when we've doubted you. Forgive us when we've shamed ourselves, God, and not realized the love that you have for us. Your love is greater than any pain, any struggle, any disease, any rejection. God, right now I intercede for this family here, these believers, these children of yours God bless them, keep them, comfort them, strengthen them God that this moment was not by chance but it was because of your divine appointment you are powerful and you are all knowing and you know exactly what our purpose is in this life and you said it doesn't matter how old or how young you're not finished. We love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.